Today is Thursday, March 3rd, and you're listening to the morning announcements presented by Betches Media. I'm Sammy Sage. Russia has officially taken control of the Ukrainian city, Kherson, marking the first place to have fallen in Ukraine. The mayor met yesterday with a Russian commander who plans to set up a military administration. Currently, Ukraine is reporting their civilian death toll as over 2,000 human lives, though reporting on casualties is very preliminary. Today, the Russians are continuing their invasion into its eighth day, and they are currently surrounding the important southern port city of Mariupol. However, despite these gains, the 100,000 Russian troops that are inside Ukraine, which equates to about 70% of their deployed force, is either running out or has already run out of fuel and borscht. So I wouldn't exactly say that they're going strong. On the diplomatic beat, Russia's neighboring country, Georgia, plans to submit a bid to join the EU today. This is relevant because Putin actually made his first land grab in Georgia back in 2008. He invaded and killed 850 people over the course of five days, ending with Russia formally recognizing two parts of Georgia as Russian states after the war, even though, like, no one else did. Which is the diplomatic equivalent of that girl who calls someone her boyfriend without his consent. You know who you are. Also yesterday, the United Nations General Assembly voted 141 to 5, with 35 abstentions, to condemn Russia's invasion. So you're aware who to look out for on these streets. The no votes came from Russia, obviously, Belarus, North Korea, Eritrea, and Syria. And some of the notable abstentions were China, Iraq, India, and Iran. So keep that list handy for authoritarian sporkle. The International Criminal Court prosecutor also opened an investigation into possible war crimes and crimes against humanity, while the U.S. announced additional sanctions on defense entities. These new sanctions will prevent American companies from exporting certain items that support defense, aerospace, and maritime industries in Russia and Belarus. And the U.S. Commerce Department said that it would take action to stem the flow of important technologies to Russian oil refineries. Just a side note, I find it incredible how they never seem to run out of sanctions, but I do think there needs to be some sort of sanctions thermometer so I can see visually how many sanctions we've put in place compared with how many we could put in place. Kind of like the election needle, but less foreboding, you know? Or maybe we just need Steve Kornacki at the board, but for sanctions. We also have had our first yacht siege, the 512-foot, $600 million yacht belonging to Russian billionaire Alisher Usmanov, has been seized by German authorities in Hamburg. Poor guy. Perhaps he can soothe himself with the massive surplus of sanctioned Russian vodka. The economic consequences inflicted by private companies also continue to mount for Russia, with Exxon getting the bronze medal in the race of U.S. companies exiting the Russian oil industry. Events company Live Nation said that they're not going to promote shows in Russia and that they are cutting ties with Russian suppliers. Airbnb has committed to providing housing for 100,000 Ukrainian refugees, and today the Russian stock market will remain closed for the fourth day in a row, because they know as soon as they open it, stocks will tank. Avoiding reality, tracks for the stock market. This economic situation has clearly already started to infuriate the wealthy citizens of Russia. One Russian businessman has now promised $1 million to officers who arrest Vladimir Putin. He took to LinkedIn, of all places, to write, Putin is not the Russian president, as he came to power as the result of a special operation of blowing up apartment buildings in Russia, then violated the constitution by eliminating free elections and murdering his opponents. 
I see it as my moral duty to facilitate the denazification of Russia. So basically a bounty note and a history lesson in one. Is that the vibe on LinkedIn? Next, we have to talk about everyone's new hero, Vladimir Zelensky. We now have confirmation that as recently as this past weekend, there was an assassination plot against Zelensky, though the Chechen servicemen who were sent from Russia to kill him were unsuccessful. For context, the Chechens are an indigenous ethnic group living in Chechnya, Yata, which is a republic within Russia, and the Chechen leader confirmed that two servicemen had died and six others were injured, though he did not comment on whether they were sent to kill Zelensky. Maybe Zelensky can get the number for Alexei Navalny's therapist. But speaking of Navalny, yesterday he sent a message on Twitter from jail to Russians worldwide, urging people to take to the streets and head to Russian embassies in their countries, saying that each arrested person must be replaced by two newcomers. And that is coming from a guy who survived two assassination attempts by Putin. So far, an estimated 6,000 protesters have been arrested across 50 cities in Russia. Our final two stories today are a bit more brief. Senator Tim Kaine of the Clinton-Kaine presidential ticket introduced a bill to research and combat long COVID, saying that his own body has not felt the same since he contracted COVID in the spring of 2020. He said that he experiences a 24-7 tingling sensation that feels like all his nerves have had five cups of coffee. Although it is still unknown how many people experience long COVID, high estimates suggest that it may be over one-third or even up to half of the 80 million Americans who have had the virus. And finally for today, January 6th committee chair Benny Thompson says that their timetable for the panel to wrap up depositions with witnesses in order to have time to prepare for public hearings is April 1st. Of what year? 2042? I think the only April Fool's joke this April 1st is that they actually think they're going to get these insurrectionist clowns to testify by then. Thank you for listening to the morning announcements. If you are enjoying this show, you can now rate it five stars on Spotify or leave me a review if you are listening on Apple Podcasts. Any review you leave means so much to me and to the growth of the show. And if there's an episode that you particularly enjoy and it really makes you laugh, feel free to share it on your Instagram story, tag at Sammy, tag at Sup, and I will do my best to share them. And as always, if you want to learn more about any of these stories, links to source articles are in the show notes. Or you can tune into the Betcha Sub podcast where we go more in depth on these topics daily. Until tomorrow, I'm Sammy Sage, and now you know what the fuck is going on. Betches.